A Nashville nurse is sentenced to three years probation. Let's go to the bench. Legal news, information, and interviews from Collins and Lacey, a leading South Carolina defense firm for construction, workers' comp, hospitality, retail, trucking, professional liability, mediation, government, and ethics matters. The views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect that of Collins and Lacey, its management, or employees. This is The Legal Bench. And welcome to The Legal Bench. I'm Michael Burney, Director of Business Development for Collins and Lacey Defense Attorneys in Columbia, South Carolina. This podcast is a follow-up to a recent podcast with Dr. Kelly Boothelay, President of the South Carolina Nurses Association, with regards to the criminal conviction of a former nurse, Redonda Vault, in Nashville for a tragic medication error which led to the death of an elderly woman patient. Professional Liability Practice Group Leader, Attorney Robert Peel, is back with Dr. Boothelay to discuss the sentence. Here we sit on Friday, May 13th, the last day of National Nurses Week, and we have a sentence in the case of a former nurse, Redonda Vault, three years probation. Dr. Boothelay, you have had some time since our last episode to talk to additional nurses in our state and get their reaction to the conviction. What have you been hearing and what is your reaction to this sentence of three years probation for Redonda Vault? The reaction is pretty similar to what we talked about last time. It's one of anger, shock, disbelief, concern, fear. Um, Today, I think... As I, you know, found out the the sentencing, I can't I can't say that I didn't feel relief. I was in a meeting, unfortunately, while that came the verdict or the sentencing came down, and I took a big deep breath, and I just was so relieved for her. Um, I think at this point, this will be somewhat healing, so the, that we can at least think that there's a little bit of justice and I say that carefully because a patient did die because of a medical error but this whole conviction is is wrong for a punishment of an unintentional medical error so I think this is as fair as it can be in this circumstance because apparently due to the law she couldn't just walk out without any kind of punishment. So um, I guess this affords her that ability to at least leave and not face prison. I think for the profession moving forward, it is still a dangerous precedent that led us here. And it still criminalizes a medical error, which is not, not a good thing, not something that any clinician wants to face. Yeah, I st- I, when I think about this three years probation for a for a mistake that a nurse made, I go back to the, just the overzealousness of the of the prosecution, really just making a terrible situation even worse if it, if that was possible. And we heard this morning from the uh, uh, the family, and they all said that they did not want to see Miss Vault go to jail or go to prison. I think the judge, given her um, the restrictions placed upon the legislator of Tennessee, that, that she had to punish, she had to issue some sort of punishment. She did it in a most even-handed manner. So I think she she probably could be uh, commended for that. But still, at the end of the day, we go back to the result of being 
the, 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 the potential of being um, criminally convicted for an honest mistake when there's no intent. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I was meeting with the SCNA board on this day, this last day of Nurses Week, and one of our action items or one of my agenda items was this case, and we discussed it and how we as leaders need to approach our constituents and nurses that we come in contact with every day. And one of the things that we were discussing is when you criminalize errors, you are saying that we need to be perfect. Clinicians need to be perfect. There's no room for error because if you make an error, then you could be criminally convicted. You could possibly go to jail. You could not just have your license stripped and your career finished, but you could be held in a manner or charged in a manner that a murderer or someone that commits a egregious crime. And there is a landmark publication called To Air is Human that really proposes this just culture. And criminally charging people for a medical mistake is not a just culture. It's the antithesis of that. And this case is just it still does not take away this this concept that we are we're heading in a different direction. She's not going to prison, but she has still been convicted, and this is a very bad problem because it still opened the door for others to follow in this foot in these footsteps. So I'm I'm still very very concerned. It really ruined this poor nurse in every way possible. I mean, financially, she had to have been ruined. I mean, she her whole entire career was being a nurse and now she can never be one again. Some people have been saying that the damage was done to the profession due to this conviction. Does the sentence of a probation change this view or is it still likely to have a chilling impact on the profession? Oh, I think it still impacts the profession. She she is still being punished because she's still going to have this probation. And not to mention the the personal burden she carries for the situation. But the impact on the profession is already made the minute she was charged and convicted of of a crime for an unintended medical mistake. She made a medication error. Not to over-dramatize, but medical mistakes happen more frequently than people outside the medical and healthcare community realize they may be very small they may not be as very as dramatic as this one where um, someone had a, um, a medication that they should not have had and that resulted in a death but little errors in medications or verbal orders we had a very robust discussion today about the verbal orders and one of the hospitals locally that has made a concerted effort and proactively about taking verbal orders because this was one of the problems in the vault case it was a verbal order shouldn't have been that way there was no documentation i mean there's so many complexities but yes it impacts because it's how we practice what happens after you make a mistake and will people report their errors and that has a chilling effect on patient safety Uh, you're a nurse practitioner and you have a daughter who is starting a career as a nurse what impact has this case had on the both of you Well, it's interesting because I may not practice at the bedside in an ICU or on the floor of a unit or something, 
but as an advanced practice nurse, I assess, diagnose, treat, write prescriptions for people. I could very easily make a misjudgment or a mistake in prescribing a medication or misdiagnosing, which has made me take pause since this case and being much more careful, much more complete. Matter of fact, when I see patients now, I'm a little slower because I'm double checking doses. I see pediatrics in my in the clinic that I work. So now I double check my math. I make sure I know how much that child weighs and I do my calculation and then I double check it and make sure that I'm not making an error because I don't want to be in this situation where I could possibly go to prison or be charged with a crime. My daughter is, you know, not even a year into her career and, you know, she has the normal, not so much confidence, you know, from being a new nurse, but this has really given her a perspective of uh, maybe I shouldn't be in this field. Maybe, you know, since I'm new and if I do something wrong, something bad's going to happen to me, I might lose my license and then maybe I will get charged with a, a crime that I didn't mean to commit. So, and I think that's a good example of our newer nurses that don't have that experience and have that confidence in practice. And we have seen a lot of those newer nurses that have been a year in, maybe not quite two years, and they're stepping away because the pressures that we already have due to short staffing already of processes that are not, they're not workable. They're not uh, user-friendly. They don't help um, with the type of work environments we're in. And now we're we're seeing them step back because they can't handle the pressure. And then you, you put on top of this a criminal conviction for an unintended medical error. Um, it's not certainly supporting people staying in the profession. What will the nursing community's next action be? Is there talk about legislation to protect nurses going forward and what would that look like? Well, it's it's been just a couple hours or so since the the statement, or I'm sorry, the sentencing sentencing has come down. So, honestly, I haven't even seen if A and A has made a statement. That's American Nurses Association. I am sure that they are preparing one. I would be surprised um, that there won't be one within an hour or two. I think where we go as a state organization and a national organization is to work with our other medical and healthcare organizations, health, uh, the Institute for Healthcare Improvement, to really press upon these hospitals and healthcare systems that just culture and transparency and these types of uh, patient safety initiatives are imperative. And that is how we deal with medical error and unintentional um, types of things and not make the burden of the responsibility on one person. Um, I also think we're going to have to really work with our boards to better protect our nurses to make sure that they are um, not subjected to to criminal prosecution. I think we have a lot of education um, to do without in the within the community and legislation. I don't know if we can protect ourselves through our state board um, practice acts. I'm not really sure. I don't know what the next steps are, but we definitely need to educate our healthcare communities about 
just cause and making sure that errors, yes, are prevented, but in the same vein that we still continue to learn from mistakes so that we can prevent them and keep patients safe. What do you think hospital administrators can learn from this case? Oh my goodness. I think there's a lot to learn. Um, I think they need to work with nurses instead of against them. They need to listen to nurses um, when they tell them that the workflows are not working. They need to have them at the table to help streamline processes and help them, the administrators need to understand what is going on on the floors and units like ICUs and ERs where they're even more chaotic and understand that they need the help and the tools to make their work a little bit better, a little stronger, a little bit more support because this will happen again. It's just where and when. If you could speak to South Carolina nurses directly now, what would your message be to them? I guess my main message would be that, number one, South Carolina Nurses Association supports all nurses, um, not just in our borders, but beyond. The other message I would have is for nurses that are still working every single day to keep doing the work that they're doing and thank you for the dedication and commitment that they have. And it is something that we need to all take pause and reflect on our practice and think in our daily work, is there anything that I'm doing that could put me at risk? Identify those practices. Identify things in your work area or your work um, home, so to speak, that are high risk and advocate for change because like I just said, it's not a matter of this happening, you know, does it happen? Will it happen? It will happen. And now that people are more afraid to be forthcoming and disclose an error, I think we have um, a new a new um, journey ahead of us where things are not as transparent. And we've really worked hard in the patient safety community to be more transparent and learn from mistakes and work as a system instead of isolating the person and blaming and using fear to um, change behavior to try to prevent errors. Well, I certainly hope that overzealous prosecutors or prosecutors in general around the country will take note that um, th th this outcome was could have been avoided. Well, thank you, Dr. Boothelay, for your time today. I really appreciate it. To say this case has been interesting is an understatement. Well, I greatly appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and discuss this case because I think it's an important, important narrative. It's unfortunately extremely scary and, and quite um, somber, but I think it gives us a lesson and a roadmap forward. I think we need to make sure that this doesn't happen again um, in the sense of conviction and that we work harder to protect our nurses. Um, I think nurses do incredible work. We um, work in conditions that normal people won't work in. And um, I just really am proud of all the work that professional nurses do. And I hope that they continue to do that. And um, again, thank you for having me. And um, I'm glad it turned out the way it did. I am too. And for more legal news of interest to South Carolina professionals, join us right here for the next episode of The Legal Bench. 
You've been listening to The Legal Bench from the South Carolina defense firm Collins & Lacey. Learn more at collinsandlacey.com.